0: Live from the fish tank it's your host Ronnie with another episode of the DSAC fantasy podcast and uh, we had a lot of trades this week (laughs) so uh, yeah we got uh, basketball kind of in full swing already hockey obviously is football is we're getting kind of close to the trade deadline here we should probably uh, mention that'll be two weeks from the playoffs which means that as I fill dead air while I pull up the football schedule, try to pretend like I'm prepared. Uh, Okay, week three. So we got one, two, we got three more full weeks of this before the trade deadline. The trade deadline will be the Monday of week 13. So 10, 11, 12, so the 26th it looks like. So right around Thanksgiving will be the trade deadline for those of you looking for a definitive date. So plan for that. But yeah, let's uh, get into what we have to talk about here. Alrighty, the first thing I want to do is I want to go over all the trades for all the sports. I don't think I missed any unless there was one here on Thursday night. Apologies for getting this out late, by the way. I just kind of forgot to do this uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night, but we're uh, we're getting this done here. Anyways, uh, let's start with baseball, actually, because the biggest baseball news we have is that Spencer is branching out, taking his talent's away from Vegas and bringing in a fourth sport to the Hillsboro franchise. Fun to have another uh, four-sporter in the league. And uh, he immediately made his presence felt trading for two of uh, two of his guys, to say the least. Um, the first one is trading a third-round pick in 2024 to Tom in exchange for Jared Kelnick. Jared Kelnick getting passed around a lot in this league, and it tends to be wherever Spencer is, Um, (laughs) but he finds his home again, I guess. He probably thought his home was Vegas, but his home will now be Hillsboro, uh, where he lines up with Spencer, and let's be honest, there's no other team that Kelnick should play for in this league. I mean, we all know Spencer's ties with Kelnick. It's it, it has to be Spencer and nobody else. They, it's, it's more fun this way. The other thing Spencer did was trade Noah Schultz, who admittedly I, I got nothing on. I couldn't tell you what position he plays or what team he's for. Uh, I know he's decent, but uh, can't say I put as much effort into the baseball draft this year as I have in past because I just didn't have, quite frankly, the number of picks or the uh, to be in the position to be focused on it too much. I'm a little more looking at the the present than the future of baseball. But he did trade a guy named Noah Schultz, who I assume is good. He sounds like a Dallas uh, Cowboys tight end. But he traded him to Alex in exchange for Bailey Ober, who Spencer, as he has told us multiple times over, he would die for Bailey Ober. Um, Ober's decent. Uh, he's not great. I think he was definitely um, overperforming for a lot of the season, and then he regressed kind of hard. Um, at a part in the season kind of near the end Uh, the true talent is obviously somewhere in the middle and the true talent is that of a rosterable pitcher so bringing in a, a decent young arm and a a young bat so spencer making his presence felt on the former apes franchise can't wait to see as we get into cuts and see what spencer does with uh with this team going into free agency See how he puts his own spin on it. Because he's inheriting a decent team. He inherited a bad team last year and put in the work to make it a contender. Uh, He'll have a much easier job this year. So it'll be fun to see that for sure. We can switch gears here and go to basketball. As Mike and Keith finally have agreed on a trade for Gary Trent Jr., I don't think I've ever seen such a... Forgetful, a forgettable player, takes so long to be traded, but here we are. Gary Trent Jr. has finally found his way to Keefe's team, as I guess Keefe has wanted him for quite a while now. Uh, once again, Gary Trent Jr., very mid. I, I don't think any team would miss him if they had to replace him in our league, but that's beside the point. Uh, in exchange, Mike gets a second-round pick, a third-round pick, both in 2026, and $10 million in cash space in 2025. Yep. Uh the other trade here was Barry trading a third round pick in twenty twenty five in exchange for a total of four and a half million dollars split between two years from Paolo. Uh because Barry was uh cheating the cap. Um he was not cap compliant after calling up with Thompson. Uh yeah, but we have addressed that now. He's good. And that is basketball trades and then football, we had a decent amount here. Uh, Alex, pretty busy. Spencer, also pretty busy. Uh, Alex, treating DJ Chark and a fourth-rounder to Mike for Taylor Heineke. Chark immediately found the end zone in his debut for the Jobin, which is kind of fun. Uh, But yeah, Alex gets another starting quarterback because his depth at quarterback has been tested Uh, between Daniel Jones and Ryan Tannehill. And next thing you know, he's relying on Taylor Heineke and uh, (laughs) it was Tyra Taylor for a little bit but it's unfortunate. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, next up is Taysom Hill being traded from Josh Dispenser in exchange for $1 million in cap next year. I probably should have been in on that, but I decided to uh, forego it, if nothing else, just so that Taylor hit, dirt, Taylor, so that Taysom Hill can no longer terrify me once a year, but I did not do that. Uh, next up was Alex trading Christian Watson to Apollo for Evan... Engram in a 2024 20, second. Not a bad return for Watson. Watson obviously is a, still a promising young wide receiver. Engram is a bit more proven at tight end, and Alex needed a fill in immediately after Goddard got hurt. And to get a second round pick in that, too, is uh, just a cherry on top there. Uh, but don't pack, don't unpack your bags, Taysom, because you are going from Spencer to Kevin now in exchange for a 2024 20, fourth. Uh, Spencer. Uh, Paper clipping from Craigslist, his way up to a house, must be with this 1000000 in cap base to Taysom Hill, turns out to a fourth-round pick. We'll see Let's been served to that fourth-round pick, I guess. And lastly, we have one trade in hockey, and it is Tom, trading Jack Quinn to Barry for Sebastian Cosa. Um, these are two players whom I gave identical grades to in my prospect uh, episode before the season. Um, As it stands so far, Quentin has been hurt, so he hasn't had a chance to play, but he has seen some time in the NHL. And looking at what he's done in those categories um, and trying to think about what his game may look like as he matures and gets a little more experience, um, I see uh, it's it's an archetype that Barry loves. A scoring winger, so it's not someone who's really leaning on face-offs, someone who's not going to throw the body around a little bit. Um, I like the player a lot, and I like Kosa a lot. Kosa worries me more. I, Quinn has already played in the NHL. I mean, there's a chance that Kosa may never. I don't think there's like a likely outcome where he never plays. But it's he's a goalie, and weirder things have happened with goalies. But the upside of Kosa is much much higher, and to Kosa's skill set here. He's playing well in the American Hockey League this year. Um, he's had an interesting development path thus far, but he's in the AHL and he's putting down some good numbers. That's very reassuring to me after uh, what he had done in the preseason <laughs> in the prospects tournament where he was a complete sieve. So it's very, very good to see Sebastian Cosa back on track and I would probably lean Kosa in this deal in the moment. But when you trade two prospects, you're not hoping you're not looking at how they would do if they were playing in the NHL right now. You're looking for the future. So I can see both sides of this one, but personally I would lean Cosa slightly. All right, and that can move us on in to football talk. Uh the first matchup up will be Sean taking down nut 109.98 to 80.9. This is a very low-scoring week in general, featuring the lowest leading score we've ever had in a given week throughout our league's history. And it's significant. It's probably 15 points. But we'll get to that matchup here uh, around in the middle. Um, On Sean's team, players of note, nobody actually hit the 20-point mark. But uh, a little bit of everything from a few players, uh, a group effort here. Meanwhile, Nutt did have a player hit 20. He was Josh Jacobs going for 21.8 points. He ran for two scores and 98 yards on the ground, which will get you to 21.8 points for sure. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately for not a couple zeros between Desmond Ritter and Julio Jones, uh, that'll uh, that'll sink you there. That's how you lose by 30. Next up was Alex Taken down Kevin, 90.2 to 77.16. This was huge as these two teams were tied going in, but uh, it was a bit of a struggle. Uh, as I said, Alex won scoring 90.2. It's not a winning score in most weeks, but a lot of bye weeks this week. Alex uh, had a one player hit 20, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler uh, going four, two scores on the ground, and also caught two passes for 23 yards. but uh, the story here with Alex was he left two 20-point scorers on his bench with Ramondre Stevenson and with Dalton Schultz. Uh, Jacoby Myers and Justin Tucker both having good weeks as well. Alex could have really actually had a pretty good week had he uh, done slightly different with the lineup, but I don't think you can really call into question any of the moves he made. I think he started the logical best lineup, and that's how fantasy football goes. Them's the breaks sometimes. Uh, Did did there— Hmm tripped over my words very frequently this episode apparently. Uh the, the George Pickens stuff, uh that's yeah, not great. He's looking like another uh diva wide receiver in Pittsburgh who has completely lost his sanity and uh may not be the uh the best uh teammate uh with his recent antics. It's it's incredible how Pittsburgh attracts those guys. But uh nevertheless Moving over on to Kevin's side as he had Dak Prescott go for 28.36 points. Phenomenal game for Dak, but couldn't beat the Eagles. 374 yards and three scores through the air for Dak. But uh, zeros from Higby and Gabe Davis ultimately sinking things here. Zach Moss only 2.6 as well. That's just unfortunate, but the Colts offense did nothing this week. So that happens from time to time. Uh, Two teams, uh, here. I guess probably, probably roughly in the same situation, more or less, which is why they're now tied in records here. But Keith wins, one hundred two point seven four to eighty four point seven. Keith has Jalen Hurts go for twenty five point eight eight points. Uh, found the end zone again through the ground. This is computer will scroll. One, two, three, four, five, six. Out of nine weeks, Jalen Hurts has scored a rushing touchdown. A total of seven rushing touchdowns in that period. He threw for two more as well. He's got an incredible floor at quarterback. He's averaging 22.8 points. That's huge for fantasy to have that kind of advantage in a Superflex league. But that was the only 20-pointer he had. And Ping, only scoring 84.7, did not have a... 20-pointer. But like I said, we got some bi-week stuff going on here, and Ping has been ravaged by injuries. It's unfortunate that, you know, between Richardson and Cousins, uh, Pickett got banged up a little bit, too. Just can't quite uh, get things to go his way this week. Smack-dab in the middle of all this, we have Barry beating Nathan 114.7 to 112.96. Like I said, Barry's 114.7 was the high score of the week, falling uh, at the very bottom of the best High or the uh, list of the weeks with the high score. It's uh, it's a, it's not a Barry thing. That's a bye week thing for sure. Like I mentioned, we had quite a few big names on bye week, but the important part there is uh, Barry gets the win, and he got it in humorous fashion to say the least. The New York Jets got blown out by the Chargers, twenty-seven to six, and yet Justin Herbert. Had quite the uh, underwhelming week. Just 136 yards through the air. No touchdowns, no picks. 17 yards on the ground. He goes for 7.14 as Tyler Conklin goes for 9.6 on Barry's team to eke out the win. Unsurprisingly, that difference between those two players is greater than the distance between Barry and Nathan, meaning that Conklin... Took Barry from being behind and outscored Justin Herbert by enough to get Barry the win. It, you know, with Conklin's history with Nathan, that's incredibly unfortunate. But Nathan being the second highest scorer of the week and still losing is just, it's painful. I've been there. Uh, but seeing Conklin do it to Nathan is admittedly quite funny. Uh, on Barry's team, Rashida White, 25.9 points. The guy who Barry thinks is incredibly special. Wide, or running back uh, 16 on the year, by the way. Uh, He's decent, but yeah, he had a really good week, 73 yards, two scores. Uh, C.D. Lamb, also going for 22.6 points, 11 catches, 191 yards. Uh, He's been getting fed these last few weeks, 30 targets over the last two weeks, Uh, 191 yards this week, 158 last week. The volume is there, and he's talented enough to do a lot of good things with that volume. Uh, Looking over at Nathan's team though, Cole Kmet twenty point five points, so I don't think you can really blame Nathan for moving off from Conklin when you can put Cole Kmet in. Kmet found the end zone twice last week, and uh, Joe Burrow going for twenty two point three two points. Burrow looks healthy. I think I said that last week too, but three hundred eighty or three hundred forty eight yards rather, two scores. Uh, he's looking like he was worth the uh, price there for Nathan, even if the players around him on Nathan's team have underwhelmed a little bit. Next up, we got Tom putting it on his uh, former baseball co-owner, Spencer, 88.32 to 35. That felt personal for Tom being abandoned by Spencer. Tom gets 24.72 points from Josh Allen. Good week for Josh uh, Spencer, uh, <laughs> young Way Koo had 19 points for him, almost 20, but we'll give him a shout out because those 19 points from young Way Koo represent more than half of what Spencer had from the rest of his team. J- uh, Jake Bobo puts up a zero. Michael Thomas, shockingly, puts up a zero. Mike Boone puts up a 0.3. Raheem Blackshear puts up a one. Brett Rippin was so bad, he got waived this week in favor of Carson Wentz. And somehow that was still not the lowest score we've had all year. Next up, we got Paolo, 111.92 over Mike's 72.12. Where Paolo really took advantage this week was having C.J. Stroud have the best game so far of his young career. 470 yards, five scores, breaking some rookie single-game passing records. C.J. Stroud looks like he's pretty good. Uh, We'll see if the uh, consistency holds up as he matures. He's taking really good care of the ball. Uh, He's been pretty accurate with his passes. Uh, It's just a matter of if the ceiling is there with Stroud, it looks like the floor is very much there. So curious to see how he develops because quite literally Ohio State has not put out a good quarterback, like maybe ever, at least not within my lifetime or the lifetime of my dad. Uh, But, yeah, it's been, been a bit since Ohio State had any semblance of NFL success at that position. Uh, meanwhile, over on Mike's team, yeah, no one uh, hit, uh, hit 20. Isaiah Hodgins, though, got a, a fat five-year contract in the offseason. Put up zero points this week and zero points last week and had zero points uh, <laughs> three weeks before that. So three of the last four weeks, he's put up zero. Uh, the one week he didn't put up zero, he put up 2.3. He has signed for four more years after this. Oof. and finally yours truly uh the blue water walleye 112.2 points to josh's 80.66 and i will tell you folks for a minute there i was a bit worried <laughs> um josh played me i can't even say he played me good last year because we both had a fucking awful weeks um but he did, beat, he did beat me last year in incredibly humorous circumstances but not this week no 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 the blue water walleye did not succumb to that The blue water walleye also only had one player hit 20 points. It was Amari Cooper with 22.4. Having Watson in the quarterback is imperative for Cooper's relevance. Five catches, 139 yards, and a score. Very, very good week for him. But, uh, yeah, the walleye uh, did not have to deal with uh, losing to Josh again. That would have been equal parts hilarious and just upsetting. Okay. After that, we can let's do team of the week. After that, Stroud for Paulo forty one point eight. Paulo, big time Stroud boy. Uh, Barry twenty five point nine points from Rashad White. Josh Jacobs given nut twenty one point eight. CD Lamb given Barry twenty two point six. Amari Cooper given Ronnie twenty two point four. Cole Kmet putting up twenty point five for Nathan. Austin Eckler with twenty for Alex. Stefan Diggs with 19.6, also for Alex. Dak, 28.36 for Kevin. And Ku 19 points for Spencer. Take a look here at the standings now. Out um, in first place is still Sean, but Alex is uh, has, has the same record. But obviously the points for there is in uh, Sean's favor comfortably by almost 200 points. Um, we have four teams now with a 99% chance of making it because Kevin and myself are at 7-2 right behind those guys. Uh, Barry moves into the five seed now with his win, 61% chance at 5-4. Also 5-4 are Nathan, Keith, Ping, and Nutt. They have 43, 48, 24, and 11% odds. Respectively, Tom moves to 3-6 and six at 17% odds. Paulo and Spencer, both at two and seven with one percent odds. Somehow, Spencer went from mathematically eliminated to not eliminated. I, I don't understand that. But Undertaker sitting up. GIF. Um, Josh at one and eight has a zero percent chance, and Mike at zero oh and nine is a zero percent chance. Speaking of points four, as I said, let's take a look at that because this will be kind of fun. So sort of our points for Sean, he's 1,299.16, almost 1,300 points already through nine weeks. It is impressive. Uh, Kevin has 1,145.7. I am at 1,125.1. Tom, unfortunately, is 1,109.62, and he's only 3 and 6. That's brutal. Uh, he's 0 and 4 at home, Tom is. So clearly it's a Vegas thing. Uh, His team parties too much when they're at home, and they play much better on the road. Maybe Tom should address that. Uh, But the funny part here is Mike is down there at 595.88, Josh 618.14, and Spencer 649.48. Yeah, Sean has more than doubled. Mike, Spencer, and or sorry, Mike, Josh, and almost, er, yeah, he's doubled up Spencer too, barely. So he's Sean has more than doubled up three of the teams in our league. That's just incredible. That's the power of tanking. And we can take a quick look here at the scoreboard and see who was playing who this week. The Walleye have Keefe, fourth versus seventh. Uh, some bad bye weeks for Keefe as he is down. Jalen Hurts, uh, the Walleye are... I don't think we're down anyone important. Um, we could be down oh uh <laughs> right, yeah, Travis Kelsey's on bye week and so is Matthew Stafford, right. Mm-hmm. In my head I was thinking, okay, well McCaffrey's back now. Um and who else is on bye last week? Someone else was on bye. I forget who it was, but McCall McCaffrey's back so we're probably fine. But no, yeah, Kelsey and Stafford both out, but uh Keith is down. Hertz and Swift that's uh it's a bit more important for Keith than that is for me and we are favored here by uh, a pretty good amount. We next have last place Mike and 10th place Tom. This should be a good chance for Tom to get his uh his season back. I don't want to say back on track but a good chance to to keep pushing that win-loss record higher and make make a uh, late push for the playoffs. Uh by weeks of note here, uh Tom is down Pacheco and Mostert that's really about it. Uh, we have Nutt versus Nathan, a uh, Pennsylvania Bowl here. Uh, Nathan is favored. Nutt still doesn't have a quarterback, obviously, but bye weeks, Jesus. Nut's basically <laughs> basically his entire bench is Wentz, Julio Jones, Boston Scott, Gainwell, Cedric Wilson, Jalen Waddell, and Robbie Chosen, all on bye weeks. Nathan, meanwhile, only down Cooper Cup. We have thirteenth Josh and first Sean. Yeah, that's another. this one and Tom versus Mike could be some real ass kickings. Uh, Josh has Ahmed and Ingold both on bye and doesn't happen to have a quarterback on, or running back rather, on the bench um, that is on a roster. So that is unfortunate for the whale, or very fortunate for the whale, I guess you should say. But uh, yeah, byes for Sean are uh, A.J. Brown, Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill, and Puka Nakua. Uh, Nakua, Hill, and A.J. Brown could probably beat Josh's team all on their own, but they all will sit. And Sean has to go to his scrub depth of Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, and the Curtis Samuel wide receiver. Poor one out for Sean there, folks. That's a, a horrible situation to deal with thanks to bye weeks. We've got 8th place Ping and 2nd place Alex. This one could be pretty one-sided as well. With the state of Ping's roster at the moment, uh, bye weeks here: Jarrett McKinnon, and Jeff Wilson for Ping, and Royce Freeman as well. Uh, Alex is down. Goddard and Darrell Henderson. We have Kevin in third place versus Paulo in eleventh. Uh, see bye weeks. Kevin is down. Patrick Mahomes. That's not uh, not good. Tyler Higby as well. Um, Paulo is down. Uh, just. Just 2-2 too, too Well, That's nothing important there. And lastly, fifth place, Barry. Twelfth place, Spencer. Barry uh, is down Kurt and Tua. He also insists on setting C. Lamb for stupid reasons. Uh, Spencer has just playing Gabber in the bye week, so he's uh, he's all set, actually. No no uh, changes starting lineup. So could be a uh, fun week of football. I mean, they all are, but, you know. All right, we can move on now to basketball. Uh, no records this week, same as you'll see for hockey. Tells me the parody is good. No team has been that bad. No team has been that good. As Kevin, I'm sure, would be very thrilled to hear that uh, description. Um. Anyways, speaking of Kevin, he's in the first matchup for basketball as Keith beat him 5-4. to four. Keith gets 52-12-24 with 10 steals from Marcus Smart, 99 points on 11 threes from Jeremy Grant, 89, 21, and 17 with 12 threes from Tyler Hero. 95, 43, 21 with 12 threes and 12 stocks from Scotty Barnes, who is having himself a hell of a season. Kevin gets 47, 46, and 17 with 14 stocks from Mobley. 48 points, 56 boards, 16 stocks for uh, DeAndre Ayton. 83 and 25 with 10 stocks and 10 threes from Shaden Sharp. 57, 23, and 11 with 11 stocks. 679 from the field and a perfect one from the line from Chet Holmgren. Nathan beats Paolo 6-3, 113, 50, 39, with 64.8 from the field from Nikola Jokic. Paolo Boncaro, 79, 25, and 24 with 11 stocks. He's looking better this year. 90 and 40 with 17 threes from Laurie Markkinen. Uh, Paolo gets 80 points, 38 assists, and 9-13 from the line from Halliburton. 114, 25 and 15 with 12 stocks and 13 threes from Desmond Bain. And then THT, 58 points, 15 boards, and 28 assists. Not a bad week for Horton Tucker. Josh smoking Barry, 8-1, 126, 20 and 16 with 10 stocks, and 556 from the field from Kevin Durant, 77, 23, and 32 from Brogdon. 81, 42, and 14 blocks, 6 uh, 627 from the field from Anthony Davis, and then 71 points, 35 assists from Dennis Schroeder. Barry gets 61 points, 33 rebounds, 14 assists, and 15 stocks from Star Thompson, who is definitely on the list of players I wish I had on my team because they're really looking pretty good, and they play for my favorite team in real life. But you can't have them all, unfortunately. And uh, if I can only have one, or only have two, I guess Caden, Beef Stewart, go to consolation prizes, to say the least um Alex beating Spencer 8 to 1 definitely not being smoked no that is not the case at all here 94 points 22 boards 21 assists 11 threes and a collapse long for CJ McCollum 95 29 13 three pointers uh 589 from the field 941 from the line from Tatum 77 points 57 boards from Vucevic 53 points 40 boards 694 from the field from Pertle uh, Spencer gets 69 points, 16 threes, and 565 from the field from DFS. 69 points, 30 assists from Trey Young. 64, 21, and 21 from Siakam. Ping beat Sean 6-3, 52, 12, and 33 from Murray. 125, 16, and 23 with 15 threes and 9-17 from the free throw line from Mitchell. 78, 24, and 16, 10 stocks from somebody who I... Did not uh, actually write down. That's real annoying. Who did that for? For Ping. Fuck. I don't know if that's really all really that important. That feels to me like... I, know I already said Mitchell. So Mitchell and Murray. Who else did that? That might have been... LeBron? We don't need to spend time on that. Someone on pink's team put up that stat line uh pink's point though sean got 86 points and 607 from the field from uh anthony edwards ahmed beats ryan 72 to retain the belt staying undefeated good to see ahmed with the belt here and uh not losing it 110 points 41 boards 39 assists 14 threes from luka Doncic. Uh, 77 points, 21 assists, 9.55 from the line from Demar Derozan, 85, 19, and 20 with 5.93 from the field from Dejounte Murray, 15 stocks and perfect from the free throw line was Herb, um, Herb Jones, I think that's his last name. I should have, I just wrote Herb on my notes, so we're gonna call him Herb. Uh, Ryan, 37 rebounds, 6.84 from the field from Lively, hey, 69 points, 31 boards from Miles Turner. 68, 16, and 37, 900 from the free throw line from LaMelo Ball, who I've been told sucks. Uh 71 points, 18 threes, 595 from the from the field, Grant Williams. And lastly, Ronnie beating Mike 5-4. No, sir, This was never in doubt at any point in time. Uh, 52, 27 assists, 10 stocks, 923 from the free throw line is Draymond Green. 31 rebounds love the box. 625 from the field from Walker Kessler, who's now hurt. 121, 20 and 19. 574 from the field. 23 three-pointers uh, is Steph Curry. 95, 12, and 26 with 10 threes is Kate Cunningham. And for Mike's and 84, 22, and 16. 909 from the free throw line. 10 three-pointers from Mikael Bridges. 73 points, 30 boards. 875 from the field for Mark Williams. 106, 34, and 10 threes from Triple J. Category leaders, Ping, 5442 five, four, from the field. Ronnie, 8547 from the line. Ronnie, 78 threes. Ronnie, 258 rebounds. Josh, 159 assists. Alex, 48 steals. Josh, 33 blocks. Sean, 39 turnovers. Ping, 632 points. Jokic, player of the week for Nathan. Uh, Barry's top five. Jokic for Nathan. Davis for Josh. Mitchell for Ping. Barnes for Keith. Bain for Paolo. And we'll see how the matchups are going this week, as we actually have a pretty good sample size now, because I'm late in getting this out. We have... 10th place, Barry versus 4th place, Walleye. Barry has a uh, pretty strong lead here, although there's a few categories that are uh, kind of close yet. So that's a, uh, the, the scoreline looks farther away than it really is. 6th place, Ping. 12th place, Paolo. Ping is up 6-3 to three here, and this one is a little more convincing of a lead. Nathan is up on Ahmed, 5-4, to four, the Rattata Warriors, the new branding there for Ahmed's two franchises. Nathan's lead is not super strong, to say the least. Second place, Josh. Third place, Alex, which should be a real fun one. Uh, This is a 5 4 lead for Alex at the moment. Uh, And yeah, this is uh, still very much in play as well. Uh, Fifth place, Keith. Thirteenth place, Ryan. Keith is up six to three, and he's starting to pull away a little bit. Um eleventh place Spencer and eighth place Kevin. Spencer is up six to three in this one. And the categories he has a lead in are it's, this is still very close to. But he does have a, a decent lead in some of these. And lastly, ninth place Mike. 14th place Sean. Sean is up six to three. <laughs> um you got to think this won't last, but it is kind of funny to think that Sean would actually get a win here. He's only won four out of 18 categories. He's losing two to seven on average, and yet he's beating Mike six to three. This is uh, not not a good look there for the Valley Jobin folks. And saving the best for last, we have hockey. Let's dig into this. First matchup is Spencer beating Ping seven to five. Spencer gets two wins, seventy eight saves, zero nine seven goals against, and a nine seventy five save percent from Aiden Hill. Goal and four assists from Forsberg. Four goals, three assists for Elias Peterson. Ping gets three goals, two assists, and thirty four face offs from William Carlson, and then four assists and defense points from Philip Peronik. Mike beats Ahmed eight to four on the back of three wins, eighty four saves. A one goals against and a nine six six save percentage from Thatcher Demko, four assists and defense points along with three STPs from Cam Fowler, a goal and three assists with three STPs from Jesper Bratt, Ahmed got a goal and four assists from Jamie Ben, three goals four assists from Rupe Hintz. four goals and an assist from Austin Matthews, Tom and Josh tie six six. Josh will go first for standings reasons, goal four assists with eighteen shots from Kucherov, two goals four assists from Panarin. Tom gets four assists and defense points with 12 shots, 14 blocks from Alex Petrangelo. Two goals, three assists, four STPs for Mark Stone. Two goals, three assists, three STPs for Riley Smith. Three goals, two assists for Troy Terry. Alex speeds Kevin 10-2 to retain the belt. Alex hits four wins, 101 saves, 123 goals against, and a 953 save percentage from Talbot and Shosturkin. Gudis with 10 hits, 11 blocks. Three goals and an assist with three STPs from Evgeny Malkin. Goal, three assists, four defense points, three SDPs from Eric Carlson, two goals, four assists from Mitch Marner. Kevin got a shutout, 22-save shutout from Bobrovsky, two goals, two assists with three SDPs from Brock Besser, three assists, and 17 shots from William Nylander. And lastly, Barry beat Ronnie 8-4, to four, uh, the goaltending. Doing Ronnie in here. Talked about myself in the third person, apparently. Uh, Barry had a hell of a week from Quinn Hughes, a very, very good defenseman. Goal, seven assists, eight defense points. That's just absurd. Three goals, two assists from Mason McTavish. The wall I got, three goals, two assists with 14 shots from Jack Eichel. Three goals, two assists, 31 face face-offs for Orion O'Reilly. Also with hockey, I want to talk about the roto table. I put that in my notes, but that's going to come a little after here. We're going to talk about category leaders. And players of the week first. Ahmed, 26 goals. Ping, 40 assists. Ronnie, 275 hundred seventy-five face-offs; Ahmed, 200 shots. Mike, 87 hits. Mike, 80 blocks. Mike and Barry, 16 defense points. Alex, 24 special teams points. Mike, 5 wins. Spencer, twenty-nine saves. Alex, a 1-2-3-2 goals against. And a 9-5-2-8 save percentage. Austin Matthews is forward of the week for Ahmed. Quinn Hughes, defense of the week for Barry. Thatcher Demko, goalie of the week for Mike. Barry's top 5 and top 3. Hughes for Barry, Petrangelo for Tom, Fowler for Mike, Pedersen for Spencer, Matthews for Ahmed, and then in goal, Demko for Mike, Talbot for Alex, Aiden Hill for Spencer. All right, now we can do the roto table. Um, that's, that's baseball. I almost said Mike was in first place, and that's not happening. Okay, first place on the roto table is Spencer with 92. He's getting a very good goaltending, and he's been very competitive in all the skater categories. No weaknesses there for the hops. Alex has 81. Uh, the goaltending dragon, Alex Down, he is uh, the, the best skater team we have by the t- road table. Ahmed has 74. Uh, good goaltending ratios, but bad goaltending volume. Other than that, he's pretty good in a lot of categories, which makes sense. That's how Chris left the team. Uh, Kevin has 69. So does Mike. Um, both of these are getting very good goaltending. And they're getting skaters that are good in some categories, but not very good in the others. Um, Ronnie has 68. Uh, Tending is letting him down, letting me down. I don't know why I'm talking about myself in the third person again. But I am, however, leading the league in three categories. That's always nice. Face-offs, hits, and blocks. Uh, Ping also has three leads, but we'll get to him. A little later on down the line here uh, Josh has 63 roto points uh, Two tens in the goalie volume In decent ratios but Kind of underwhelming in the skater categories Barry has the most defense points In the league um, Goal tending has been brutal for, for Barry uh, On ratios um, Still needs to figure out a few skater categories But he did beat me So you could definitely tell there's some uh, Some progress being made there in Scunthorpe. Ping, the other guy with uh, three wins, or three 10s uh, by the roto table, uh, assists defense and special teams points for Ping. Um, the goaltending has been bad, very bad, and that's why he is down at 58. Uh, Tom, at 31, who has been just bad at everything. Um, if you go skaters only, Alex at 64, Spencer 59, Ahmed 55, Ronnie 52, Ping 52, Barry 45, Kevin 36, Mike, 33. Josh, 31. Tom, 18. Um, If you only look at goalies, Mike with 36. Spencer, 33. Kevin, 33. Josh, 32. Ahmed, 19. Alex, 17. Ronnie, 16. Barry, 16. Tom, 13. Ping, only six. All right, so after that, uh, one thing we have left here for hockey is the... Uh, the standings and who is playing who next. We are 4 weeks in. So the standings are starting to still a little noise in them, but we're starting to see here where the teams should be. Um Fargo out in front 32 and 16, Barry 31 and 17, you know, under overperforming the uh, roto table a bit, but we're not playing roto, we're playing cats and if Barry can uh keep winning matchups. He's going to continue to stay uh, high in the standings. Spencer, two games back. Ronnie, two and a half back. Mike, eight and a half back. Uh, Kevin, nine and a half back. Josh, 12 and a half back. Ahmed, 13 back. Ping, 14 back. Uh, Tom, 17 back. Scoreboard for this week. The Jobin in fifth place. Ronnie in fourth place. The Walleye. Mike is up 6-4-2. Uh, Walleye goaltending ratios have not hit yet, and even then we'd only take one of those categories because we can't buy a fucking save from Ilyas Rilken, which is incredibly unfortunate. He's actually not been bad. Uh, The team in front of him has been very bad, and his numbers look worse than the talent level. But that's part of uh, having goaltending is you need to have a good team in front of you to Put up consistently good numbers, and the Islanders have uh, not been that, uh, unfortunately, for the walleye and for Sorokin, rather. Uh, we have first place Fargo and third place Spencer. A measuring stick game for Spencer. Or is it a litmus test? I don't know. I mean, now I'm doing levitar bits, and I don't want to do that because I don't even know the bit myself. That's lame. Uh, Spencer's actually up 6-5-1 to, five to one in this one. Uh, Goaltending ratios are still very tight, so do not count Fargo out by any means. Uh, ninth place, Ping is up seven to five on sixth place, Kevin. Uh, Ping's team starting to to wake up a little bit there, at least in the skaters. Uh, he's getting killed in the Goldie categories. Oh my God, Kevin is already Kevin already has four wins, so uh, yeah, and he's done so with a on nine hundred save percentage. So luckily for Ping, he's dominating the skater categories for the most part. Uh, we have eighth place Ahmed and tenth place Tom. Ahmed is only up seven to f- oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Ahmed has a goals against average At the moment of 29.268 <laughs> Like you, you see those From time to time in single game stuff But like it's it's never not funny To see an absurdly high Like goals against or ERA Like those two things are just Wonderful And uh I think <laughs> it's got to be Elvis Berslickens. Yeah, he allowed uh, three shots in just a few minutes. He made seven saves, though. Um, yeah, yikes. Um, he's... <laughs> Ahmed, that is, is up pretty good in the, the skater categories, though. So this may end up being a close win for him, but uh, he'll likely pull out with the win there. Uh Then 7th place, Josh, and 6th place, Barry. Josh... Uh, Taking an early lead at seven four one, Barry's goaltending has been very bad this week too. Josh's has been bad as well, but slightly better. Um, and Josh just kind of taking some leads here in uh, some of the scatter categories. You got to think he's going to hold on to a few of those at least. And uh, yeah, very competitive week of hockey. They've all been pretty competitive, but this one especially competitive, Parody, folks. The name of DSEC this year apparently, lots of parody and that is all that i have for you guys this weekend or this week rather it's shit it's almost the weekend anyway by the time this will drop so my apologies again for being late on that i hope uh that you guys still enjoy this even though the last two episodes have gotten very low uh listenership that's kind of disappointing but hey is what it is we're still here we'll be here um like i mentioned football trade deadline is coming up here in a few weeks. When you get close to Thanksgiving, keep that in mind that the trade deadline is right around the corner. Um and the baseball cut deadline is Sunday night/Monday slash Monday morning, whenever Alex and I wake up. And I guess the other thing too is we are I shouldn't have put this at the end, but it's is out the outro. So my apologies. Uh, it seems like there is interest in moving football and basketball to arbitration-style contracts for rookies. So no longer will you have set salaries based on the year or a an or allocated. Thinking myself, my science terms are an allocated amount of certain years of contracts that you can give out. Everyone will be on a four-year deal. Um, going from two starting at 500k and going anywhere from two four or six million depending on your pr score so it seems like there's interest in going to all four sports being that way we will continue to roll out polls to work on logistics it sounds like there's a good chance that'll come to fruition but you know that's league news so i want to include that here because now that i have some modicum of power in the league uh, i want to be Making sure I'm still putting it out there into all your ear holes. So, thank you all for listening and uh, catch you all next time.